0: From America, we're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots, Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Live from America. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. It is live at 11 a.m. East Coast time. Welcome to Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, ever-so-God-fearing, but ever-so-God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip-Hop Patriot. I am so incredibly happy. To be back with you here on Live From America. To be back with you here from the great live free or die state of New Hampshire. I have so much to share with you about my experience at CPAC. I have so much uh, to share with you about my experience with the people that I've met. About the stuff that I learned. And I was a sponge down there, ladies and gentlemen. I was a sponge. I learned as much as I possibly could. I'd like to give some live shout outs this morning to the audience, the greatest audience on planet Earth. As Steve Bannon says, you guys are full, um, force multipliers. And I'd like to give a shout out to Gina LaPan. How you doing? I'd like to give a shout out to Michelle Hill. I'd like to give a shout out to Chris Stucker and Larry Hardy. Thank you so much for joining in this morning. Renee Cook from the great state of OHIO, Ohio. Thank you very much. Janet Burgess. We have Linda Saviano. Hello. How are you, Linda? Thank you for joining in. I appreciate it. We have Lisa McGuire watching today. We have Sharon Carpenter and Dave Grote. How you doing? Shout out from Oregon. He says, you rock. No, you rock. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We have Linda Hines in here. Thelma Schiller from Michigan. Eileen, I think that, yeah, Eileen Reed. She says, how you doing? Thank you very much. We have Rosemary Winget and Tracy Warner. Uh, Gar Lawson from the great, wonderful state of Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. Um, Shout out from Las Vegas. We have, it says Inspectman. I don't know your actual name, but that is your handle. So Inspectman, thank you very much. Carol Baker, uh, Lisa Wooten from Tennessee. I love Tennessee. Make sure you go to Tennessee Freedom Force on Facebook. Follow their group. uh, Join their group. Let's give a couple more here. Tammy Beck from Arkansas and Brenda Hines from the wonderful state of Georgia. Andrea Lloyd from uh, Arizona. We have a lot to talk about as well in Arizona. We talked to some people down there uh, at CPAC about Arizona, and they are leading the front. And Andy Kaufman from the Midwest state of Indiana. Thank you guys so much for joining in today. I am so incredibly blessed. I am so incredibly happy to be back with you. You have no idea how much I missed doing the show from the studio. You have no idea how much I missed actually being able to interact with everybody that's that watches the show. I know that things have been kind of like, woo, the last few days. Someday, maybe someday, when this becomes the full-fledged network that I want it to become, and I made some great contacts down there, uh, maybe someday I'll have uh, people to fill in for me. Maybe someday I'll have people to do things for me so I can get much more done. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, just thank you so much. I can't, I can't thank you enough. Um, I would like to start out uh, the day today like we do every day here on Live from America giving our honor respect love and attention to god almighty and to our lord and savior jesus christ now before i go any further i do want to let you guys know a lot of people ask me where do you get your morning verses where do you get your inspiration where do you get um the uh the prayers that you send us in the morning well there's a few there's a few places that i go in the morning if you download the you version app i i get all my inspiration from there and get and uh get my verses from there, and then I get to my inspiration to go to the Bible, get my guideline to go to the Bible, read that area, read that uh, verse, and read that scripture, and then I put uh, how that affects me, and um, how it relates to things in my life, and then put a prayer. And in the evenings, I usually go from Jesus calling, and then do the same thing. Uh, we all need a guide, and, and, and the main thing is that we're spreading God's word, ladies and gentlemen, spreading God's word. So, we are going to give you the verse of the day today which I sent you this morning if you are on the newsletter, but I'm actually going to go to the Bible and read you a little bit more of it, okay? But the verse of the day today comes from Colossians 3:1. And it says, "If ye then be risen," this is from the King James version that I'm reading from here. "If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God." Now I'm going to go over to the Kenneth Copeland version. And read you what it says here. Uh, Colossians verse 3.1. If you then were raised with Christ. Desire those things which are above. Where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. Not on things on earth. For you are dead. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear. Then you also shall appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death the parts of your earthly nature, sexual immorality, unclean, uncleanliness, uh, inordinate affection, evil desire, and uh, and covetous, which is idolatry. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that verse really hits home, okay? Because when I was... I actually fought becoming a Christian, all right? I actually fought becoming a Christian. I did not want to become a Christian. It happened because God showed me a path that I never thought I would see. And I fought it. I don't know if I've told you that story before, but I fought it. I didn't want to change who I was, who I thought I had to be to be a Christian. What I didn't know is, I, I my biggest thing was, I don't want to change who I am. What I didn't realize at that time, that you don't really change who you are. You, you're, The better you comes out. What you were meant to be comes out in full force and in full fashion. That is what I didn't know. And when you do this, when you, when you, when you walk with Christ, when you have a journey with Christ, you're not miraculously, you know, oh, I'm, I am perfect like Christ was. You're still going to fall. You're still going to have slips. You're still going to have, um, you know, uh, blunders. You're still going to have things that you do wrong, but it's that you don't desire those things that you do wrong. It's that you don't prioritize with those wrong things that you used to do. That is, is the great journey with Christ. Again, as I said in my newsletter this morning, as Americans, we we are like inherently um, uh, on the thought process of it's all about the destination. But it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. It's about what happens from here to that destination where you truly grow and where you see miracles happen. Okay? And I get a lot of people who watch me that aren't Christians. And who really, really, really love the fact that we talk about this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm honored to be able to do this. And I'm honored that you guys um, give me the love and the, res- and the respect and the support that you give me to spread uh, God's word um, and, 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 and help people and plant seeds. Okay? Uh, I want to give one big shout out um, to John Spencer. Okay? John Spencer sent this to me. I told him that I would show it on the show. It's pretty big. There you go i he, I told him that I'd put it up in the studio. It's rather large it's very heavy uh it's it's ugh. it says the second amendment a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed and he runs a great uh business out of the Chicago area called Poxy Pros Incorporated. So if you live in the Chicago area or in the suburbs of Chicago and you want to support a nice, small American business, then definitely reach out to Poxy Pros Incorporated because John Spencer, that was a great gift. And I just want to tell you and your wife that I appreciate it so very much. Okay. On today's show, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Because here we go. Let me take a drink of my coffee real quick from my, uh, no mojo coffee cup that I got, uh, from a wonderful friend at kind embroidery on, on Etsy. I love, I love shouting out small American businesses, man. I really do. These people don't pay me to do this. They don't. I do this because I think that it's all of this is viewer funded, viewer funded. You guys fund this. I will never take like president Trump's first, um, His first presidency and his first campaign, I will never take money from big corporations or big companies in order to have sponsors, okay? I will shout out anybody who I feel is a great American business, but I always will be viewer funded, okay? Always. That's just the way we do things. It's just how I want to do things. So, it is what it is. All right. My experience at CPAC. Before we say that, let's get to the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, my experience at CPAC, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I have I have two I have, I have a few experiences that I that I brought home from CPAC. Okay. Number one, this was my first CPAC. There were things that I liked about it. And there are things that I didn't like about it. Like everything, right? There's always things that we like some things about and not other things about. Was my overall experience of CPAC good? 100%. Were there things that I found out about certain things about CPAC that I didn't agree with and didn't like? 100%. However, I said this earlier. I learned. I learned so very much. Um, And I took everything in that I possibly could. I learned about journalism. I learned about how networks actually work. You know what I mean? News networks. I learned about politicians. I learned about the do's and the don'ts when you go to places like this as press. Now, I was there to represent you. And what I really wanted to do was I wanted to represent you in the way of uh, having interviews with politicians. Namely, politicians whom we wanted to hold their feet to the fire, you know, and, 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 and sometimes maybe not agree with, so that we could get real answers out of them, real responses to the American people. What I found out when I was down there is the likelihood of you actually pulling a politician to the side and getting an interview without having a network booth and having a pre-scheduled time in which you are going to interview them, the likelihood is slim to none. Why? Because they walk around with security and bodyguards. Most likely it's the state troopers who are with them as well. And they go from the beeline, one to the other, one to the other. Okay? So I did not get the interviews that I wanted prior to going down there. However, I did meet a lot of politicians. I met Christy Nome, I met Ted Cruz, I met Madison Cawthorn, I met so many. Um, I met Corey Lewandowski, not a politician, but you know who he is. Um, I met so many people who were who would love to take the time. Uh, Matt Gates, Representative Matt Gates, ran into him multiple times, had nice conversation with him. And when you do this in that setting, like when I ran into uh, Representative Matt Gates, the last thing they want you to do is pull their pull your phone out and 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 you know what I mean. Uh, so I had conversation with them. And it was, and, and, and sometimes you got to play it by ear. Sometimes you got to feel, okay, is this the moment where I pull out my phone and do this, or is this the moment where I actually talk to him, okay, and get uh, a real dialogue going? And in most cases with politicians, it was just that. You know, I got to meet Jenna Ellis. I got to meet so many great people, but in most most cases, it's 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 where you just have dialogue and 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 and, and you get to, to meet them, and then maybe next time. Uh, they uh, they remember you and you get an interview out of them. Okay, they're really not interested in the individual media people like myself. They're more interested in the you know boom 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 networks. All right. However, what I did get to do, which I am so glad that this ended up happening, was I got to have interviews with people who I watch and who I get my news from on a daily basis. Okay, I got to have interviews with grassroots people who are real conservatives out there doing it for the real reasons and not to get likes and views and this, that, and the other. Now, on social media, of course, we want to get big likes and views because we want to grow our stations. But that shouldn't be the primary reason we're doing this. The primary reason we're doing this should be truth. Truth, 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 period. Okay, My favorite, my absolute favorite interview that I did while I was down there was actually outside with Antifa and BLM. Those, if you have not seen that video, it is the last video that I put up here on this YouTube channel, okay? Those were the most incredible interviews that I felt that I took away from there, okay? Because what we were able to do, if you have not seen it, ladies and gentlemen, what we were able to do was we were able to, A, create real dialogue. Number one, B, we were able to break them down, and I meant their their ideology of just screaming, "Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter," and you know the Antifa uh, chanting and stuff like that. We were able to break them down from that to actually acknowledging. What I was saying, and I did the same to him, I gave them the respect that I want. Ba- I wanted back from them, and if you have not seen it, I urge you to go watch it, because it really made a difference, and it was a great starting point um, to, we don't have to agree, and that's, that's one thing I said to them, I said, look, I don't have to agree with you, you don't have to agree with me, that's what makes us great. That is what makes this country great. Can you imagine if we were all robots and we all yeah. wanted the same thing and we all, you know, had the same agenda and we all were just, you know, blah, 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 just robots every day? It would be terrible. And he he realized what I was saying. I said to him, I said, if you put us in two different rooms and ask us actual questions about what we want for our children, what we want for our communities, what we want for our jobs, what we want for savings, how we want to live our lives. He goes, let me stop you right there. This was the Antifa guy. He goes, let me stop you right there. You, you're getting at the point that we would agree on almost everything, right? And I said, yes. So why do we let the one thing that, you know, politics and stuff like that, why do we let that divide us so much? And then he started going into the racist thing. Well, Trump this, Trump this. And here's where, here is where I flipped the script on him. OK, I didn't try to defend Trump not being a racist. I put it back on him and said, and, and, and if you just you just got to watch the video, you just got to watch the video. It was really good. Those were my favorite interviews. Those are the things. Those are the real differences that you make as a person who loves this country as a conservative. Those are those are the things that we need to be doing. If we do it that way, then we change things. If we keep being in an echo chamber, it's not going to change anything. It just isn't. As much as I like the echo chamber, don't get me wrong, I love being in the echo chamber. I love meeting like-minded people. But in order to really save this country, we need to do what God blessed me with that day. I didn't know that was going to happen. I was going outside with America's Voice News to to the flag wave so we could get a good shot of the Save America Freedom Bus that was, by the way, amazing. Absolutely amazing. But we were going out there to get shots of that and to interview some people. I had no idea that Antifa and BLM were even out there. I didn't know they were out there until we got out there. So everything that you see in that interview was on the fly, and it was like unexpected to even happen. You know what I mean? Um, So that was my favorite. Now, as far as CPAC itself, I think CPAC does an amazing job at what they do. However... I do feel that it's very much run by establishment elitist rhinos. Not to say that they're not, you know, Matt Schlapp is, he, what he does is what, going around the world, bringing CPAC around the world, by the way. He'll bring it, you saw it yesterday, he goes to Japan, he goes to South Korea, he did CPAC, you know, all over the world, Brazil. I think what he does is is needed, and I think it's it's necessary. However, comma... However, comma, when you don't invite people like Steve Bannon, when you don't invite people like Michelle Malkin, when you disinvite people, when you don't allow these people that are strong conservatives, who are not elitists, who are not rhinos, who are out there fighting every day as the spear of this conservative movement, that to me is wrong. That, to me, is a form of censorship. So those are the things that I did not like about it. You know what I mean? I would never say I'll never go again. Of course I'll go again. But there are other conservative... Yeah, um, yeah, Candace Owens is another one. Candace Owens is another one. All right? But there are other conservative conventions like Amp Fest and Freedom Fest that are a little smaller but are more grassroots. And I think for CPAC to really blow up bigger than it ever has... Ladies and gentlemen, they need to embrace that stuff. And they need to accept the fact that within our party, we're going to have differences. Do you know how many emails I get a day where people don't agree with me? That's okay. I was just answering emails this morning from the 17th. That's how far back I am, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all the way back to the 17th. But I was answering emails from the 17th where people did not agree with me on things. And that's okay. That's the great thing about it. See, the left wants, like I've, I've been saying, they don't want unity. They want uniformity. We don't want that on the right. We don't want uniformity. We just want to work together to accomplish our main goals. But we're going to disagree. You might think that you should wear a mask. I say you shouldn't. You might think that you should get a vaccine. I say you shouldn't. That doesn't mean that you and I hate each other. That doesn't mean that you should stop watching me or I should stop, you know, answering emails to you or anything like that. It's all about having differences. It's all about having differences. Um... So that is, my, uh, that is my take. Now here's another part that I wanted to talk about. The youth at CPAC, the youth in this conservative movement is like I've never seen before. Never seen before. The youth that I saw there, the energy that I saw there from young conservatives was off the chain. Was off the chain. It was amazing. It was awesome. Now, Michael Brasco said he wasn't impressed with Trump's speech. Nothing new. We're going to get to that in a minute, Michael, okay? We're going to get to that in a minute. But I really wanted to go through that. Now, all my interviews, like my interviews with James O'Keefe, my interviews with um, uh, John Fredericks, my interviews with, um, I got so many interviews, I'm going to put all of them in one uh, video And I'm going to edit it down so it's, it's, you know, one after the other. And I'm going to put that here on this YouTube channel, hopefully later tonight, so you can see all of them, okay? That's my plan, so that you can see all of them back to back to back to back. Great interviews with great people. You're going to very much enjoy who I got to interview and what they had to say. I got to interview uh, Caitlin Bennett from Liberty Hangout as well. That was a great interview. Um, So I'm going to put them all together, ladies and gentlemen, and you'll be able uh, to see that, Okay. Where is the video on your website? Uh, all videos are here, Carol. And I put them as, 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 on Parler and uh, Telegram as well. All right. President Trump's speech. What I thought of it. Okay, we got a lot. The show is going to be about 45 minutes today or a little longer, guys. So just so you know, we're going we're gonna to try to get through them. I just want to give the due time to each topic that, I, that, it, that it needs. Okay. Um, President Trump's speech. A lot of people are upset because they feel that he said he hasn't said anything new. Well, let me just let me let me tackle that first. This wasn't a speech for President Trump to come out and lay out things that we everything we did not know about what he plans on doing. Although he did touch on that a lot. I don't know, you might I want to go back and watch it again because he did touch on that a lot. What this was, ladies and gentlemen, what this speech was was a pep rally speech this was for him to gauge where we all are with him for us to gauge where he is and to inject a little bit of um, of life back into the party from him inject some optimism to people who feel so lost and hurt about what happened inject some love and some compassion back from him to you, and at the same time, give you an idea of what he plans on moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to call it right now. I know that a lot of you wanted the military to take over and Trump to swoop in. I've told you the likelihood of that happening is not very very high. It was very slim to none, and I think we now know that. But I'm going to call it right now. President Trump and, and Ron DeSantis are going to run in 2024 for president and vice president. It's going to be Trump DeSantis 2024. Now I know you say, "Well, we can't wait to 2024. America will be dead by 2024." You say there won't be a free election if we don't get if we don't fix what we what was already you know screwed up. Uh, Darren says, "Jeremy, you're wrong." Okay, I appreciate that. I really do. But that's my that's what I'm that's what I see. I see, um, Trump DeSantis 2024. All right. It's, that's just what I see. Judging from the people that I talked to down there, judging from president Trump's speech, but what he does from now until then is going to be critical. What he does from now until 2024 is going to be critical. And what I mean by that is what he's going to do in 2021, the rest of this year and 2022. And it's imperative that they not only uh, restore election integrity and that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, that's an umbrella because there's a lot of, uh, you know, bullet points that go with that, but also backing the right candidates, restructuring the Republican party and getting out the rhinos. Now, president Trump called out the rhinos by name. President Trump called out the rhinos by name. And I'm going to tell you who he called out. Now, you probably watched it. I'm sure you did, but he called them out by name. And this Ladies and gentlemen told me when he called them out by name, he said i'm coming after you, not the Republicans are coming after you i'm coming after you I am and what we're going to do as as, as more red states than blue is we're going to minimize the damage that Biden administration does from now until then at the at the same time as rebuild the P- Republican party at the same time as try to take care of and jail the people that were involved in Uh, The injustice and the fraud that happened in 2020. Now, you got to start small and work your way up. These things do take time. They do. But the sooner that we all realize that that election is over and we still have to focus on the justice system... That maybe not the from the from the high up. I'm talking about from the bottom up. We still got to focus on the fraud. We do. But the sooner you re- we all realize that we have a fight for 2022 and 2024, the sooner we can unite and the sooner we can actually strategize and come together and make a difference and win. I know that's not what we all want to hear. I don't want to hear that stuff either. I feel that's crap. I wish we could go back and reverse everything and return and 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 that and that still might happen. There might be some reversals. But we can't just focus and hope. That that happens without working. we got to do both. I've been saying that. Now, when he called out these people, he called out Mitt Romney. He said, Little Ben Sass, Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Pat Toomey, Tom Rice of South Carolina, Adam Kinzinger, Dan Newhouse, Anthony Gonzalez, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera Butler, uh, Peter uh, Mayher, John Katko, and David Valadeo. And Liz Cheney, when he called those people out by name, that tells me that President Trump has a very, very narrow scope of who he's coming after in his, quote, revenge tour. I don't like that. I don't like that, you know, when he uses those words. But when he's coming after you like that, I bet you Liz Cheney and the rest of them were... Soiling their diapers, not their face diapers, not their masky pads, but I bet you that they were shaking in their boots when they heard President Trump say their names. Why? Because that was the end-all be-all for them right there. The Republican Party can censure them all they want. Their own voters can say, we don't want you, and it doesn't bother them. But when President Trump says your name and he's coming after you, you are scared. Yes, he called out Stretchface Armstrong. Yes, he called out Chuck Chuckle Schumer. Yes, he called out all of them. He called out Democrats too. But I'm talking about restructuring and refixing the Republican Party. Mitch McChina. Okay? All these people have to go. And they have to have their, their political capital. Now that President Trump called... <clears throat> how do I want to say this? When you're at war, okay? And I believe that we're at war with these rhinos. I believe we need to push them out. Okay, let's just call it a war. You have to have a beginning, a middle, and the end. They're at the beginning of their demise right now. They're at the beginning of their demise because what do you do in war? You have to identify your enemy. And then you have to learn from your enemy. You have to learn what they do. You have to learn their tactics. You have to identify them. And then you go after them. What President Trump did last night is identify them. And now we're going after them. That's what he did last night. Identify, target, strategize. We're coming after you. And we're coming at you hard. I loved that portion. I loved when President Trump said things like "You miss me yet." I loved when he went after the Biden administration and said, "There's never been a more disastrous, there's never been a more disastrous first six weeks of a presidency ever." Yes, he's causing damage. Look at the gas prices, ladies and gentlemen. I know he's causing damage. Let's look at these gas prices real quick. I, I know I saved it yesterday. Hold on a minute. Let me just let me just let me just rake, me just rake this in for you real quick. All right, ready? Here we go. On 2721, that's February 721, regular gas prices, at least where this is where this was at, it was 215. On 214, which is seven days later, that gas price went from 215 to 225. On 220, which was six days later, that went from 225 to 239. On 225, which was five days later, it went from 239 to 249. We are no longer going to be energy independent. We no longer have we lost over a million jobs, okay? Yes, it's killing us. Biden is destroying things. What we if we the sooner we understand how to minimize the damage, the better off we're going to be. That's that's all I'm saying when I say that kind of stuff. I'm not saying forget about what happened. But if we only focus on the past, we're not gonna be able to fight what he's doing right now. We're not. Now, President Trump's whole speech yesterday was not to come out and tell you every plan that he has. It was to rile up the base. It was to let you know, I'm here and we're not going anywhere. It was to hint at his runs. I mean, I think he hinted like four different times. And he he will be the nominee and he will run for president in 22, regardless of what his strategy is from now until then. That's what I feel. That's what I feel in the bottom of my heart. That's what I know is going to happen. And I believe strongly it's going to be with Ron DeSantis. All right? I was not unhappy with President Trump's speech at all. I know people say, well, it was the same old stuff over and over again. It wasn't. It wasn't. He's got to talk about the stuff that happened. And what I really loved was he said, I'll come back and beat him for a third time. Beat him for a third time. That was him tell that was another, you know, telltale of him saying, Hey, we won this election. They're not going to forget about this stuff. But why he left the White House? Why he didn't bring back the, the 2018 um, executive order, all that stuff, we don't know. We'll know someday later on down to, down, you know, down the road, why that happened. What, where was the debacle? But we don't know that right now, but I don't want to live in a land of I don't know. I want to live in a land of action. And if anything did any, if going down to this uh, CPAC did anything for me, it gave me action. I am fired up and I'm ready to roll. And I talked to Corey Lewandowski, and he and he said, if you run against Ann Custer in New Hampshire, because he's a fellow New Hampshireite, he said, I will help you. So I'm going to reach out to Corey Lewandowski today and just say, hey, we spoke, blah blah blah. Just I just want you to remember, you know, this is this is the deal, and we agreed that that the guy who ran against Ann Custer was a joke, couldn't hold a candle to anybody else in the world. He has no enthusiasm whatsoever. So. I'm going to move on to some news now because we're getting late into the show, and I want to make sure that uh, uh, that, that I get to the news. Um, so Cuomo, we know that a second person came out and is now um, uh, saying that Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed them as well. Andrew Cuomo came out with a very weak statement saying, yes, maybe things that I said could be misconstrued as that, and I sincerely apologize if any of the women thought that I was coming on to them in that way. I posted this on Telegram last night. If you come out, ladies and gentlemen, and say that, and you give that weak statement, where you're basically trying to say, well, I, that's you apologizing without apologizing. That's you acknowledging and admitting that you sexually harassed these women or further, and you don't want to say, you, you did that, so you say, I'm sorry that they took it that way. It is the cheapest, most weakest apology, and the cheapest, mo- most weakest um, admission of guilt I have ever seen in my life. That is what guilty people do to get Normal people off the scent of what they do. Now, he then asked the state AG and the top judge in New York to open up a special investigation, okay, with a special prosecutor that he would supply. The AG and the top judge turned that down. They basically said, nope, not happening. We were duly elected by the people as well, and we'll put our own investigation together, and we will investigate. We don't want you part of this investigation. We don't want you supplying us with anybody. We don't want you giving us anybody in order to do this investigation. We will do this investigation. Now, these people have always been on, on Cuomo's side, but they're not anymore. Why? He's the fall guy. He is the guy that they want you to get the attention off Biden. They want to get the attention off Kamala Harris. They want to get the attention off all the crumbling and destruction that is happening in the Democratic Party. And they want a fall guy. And they want to let you go see. They want to let you know that, see, even we hold our own accountable. Even we hold the people in our party accountable for the bad things they do. If this one whistleblower, not a whistleblower, if his aide had never said this to begin with about the nursing homes and about how they hit it, then the sexual harassment charge wouldn't have came out. The second harass- sexual harassment charge wouldn't have come out. And the and Democrats would be holding this guy up on a pedestal talking about the Emmy that he won. Okay? But they know he's guilty. They know he's screwed. They know he's caught. So now he's the fall guy, ladies and gentlemen. And even his own AG, even his own AG is saying... Nope. Uh, Angela. Angela says the military is still in control, and she said it in capital letters with a bunch of exclamation points. Okay, let me ask you this, Angela, okay? And this is, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not saying anything rude to you. I I do want to know. What makes you think that the military is in control over the far left and the globalist puppeteers who are working Biden right now. I'm assuming that you're saying the military is in control as a good thing for us. However, the military is actively purging Trump supporters right now. That's the end of a republic. That's the end of democracy right there. So if the military is still in charge, if there's proof that the military is still in charge and that they're going to remove Biden and bring Trump back in, please, please send it to me. I would love to see it. And, and, and not, and I'm not saying that this would be the case. I just want to say this, you know, get up front. Don't send me Q stuff. Okay. I'd like to see where we really know that the military is in charge and they are against Biden because he still got them down in DC. He still got them, uh, razor wired. He still got them occupying us soil. All right. He is still Uh, purging people from the military with the Pentagon's help. I mean, for for crying out loud, John Durham just resigned as the the special investigator, even though he's going to remain on his special counselor. He just resigned. What about Hunter Biden? What about the Durham report? Where's all that going to be? Why is he stepping down and resigning and not putting that stuff out? Why? Because they're pushing him aside. They're doing exactly what they told Trump not to do with Mueller, and they're doing it with Durham. You know what I'm saying? So I would love for the military to be in charge, but I would, I don't, I don't know where, where anybody's getting that outside of the Q stuff. Okay? I think the military's just at risk, as all of us. If the military was in charge, then they wouldn't be forced to be taking these vaccines that they're forcing them to take. That's just my opinion. But I appreciate yours. I really do. I really do, because I would love for you to be true. i'd love for it to be true all right four more arrested in texas on 150 counts of voter fraud including medina county justice of the peace tom uh, tomas ramirez leonor uh leonor leonor uh rivas garza eva ann martinez and mary balderrama for vote harvesting mostly at assisted living facilities in medina county now all of these arrests are a a direct result of working from the bottom getting the bottom guy and working up because they're all a result and they all came after the arrest of raquel rodriguez now if you don't remember who raquel rodriguez is she was the girl the woman who got exposed by project veritas for ballot harvesting and was com- and was bragging about getting five thousand here and five thousand there and how much she'd pay people for them and then she got arrested and she's charged and she's in jail. Okay, now I believe that she talked and Tomas Ramirez, Leonor Rivas Garza, Eva Ann Martinez, and Mary Balderrama were all a result of her snitching, and now they're arrested as well. And it's going to keep going up and up and up the chain. It takes time, ladies and gentlemen. I wish it didn't. I wish we could wake up tomorrow and all these people would be in prison, rotting in prison for the rest of their lives and then be judged by God when it's their turn. I wish that was the case. But like any mob or anything else, you have to work from the bottom up. And it's good news that it's happening. It really is good news that it's happening. but here's the sick part, ladies and gentlemen, the fact that these people prey on the elderly just like Cuomo did, the fact that these people prey on the vulnerable and the fact that these nursing facilities, these nursing home and assisted living facilities and and, and their management are even letting these people come in to do this to begin with, they should be held accountable too. They should be put in prison too. they shouldn't just sneak under the radar. Because who's letting these people in to take advantage of these elderly folks? Who's letting these people uh, on premises to take advantage of these vulnerable people who don't maybe have their right minds about them? This is sick. This is preying on people who don't know any better. This is sick stuff. This is what pedophiles do. They prey on people who can't fight back. They prey on people who don't know any better. This is sick stuff. These people should be held to the fullest Extent of the law and they should be punished to the full extent of the law and may Jesus have mercy on all of their souls Democrats are now targeting the Hyatt Regency the Hyatt hotel change chain for their hosting of the CPAC convention They're trying to cancel culture a billion dollar hotel chain who I believe that Governor Pritzker's family has a big ownership in, which is really odd. All right, which is really odd. So now Democrats are trying to cancel culture, the Hyatt hotel chain. Hyatt came back out and actually shot, fire, uh, fired shots back at them. And Hyatt came out and said that people have a right to express their views and that that is why they allowed CPAC to happen. And they're 100% right. I don't care if they're owned by Pritzker or not when it comes to this. When you come out and you say that people have a right to express their views, and this is why we allowed CPAC to happen here, that's America. That's America. Just like the people that don't agree with me right here on this feed right now, but who won't stop watching just because we have a difference of opinion, that is America. Because our we have like-minded goals for this country, and really it's just taking it back to basics, ladies and gentlemen. It's just taking it back to basics. But I, I applaud Hyatt for doing that. Now, where I don't applaud Hyatt is kicking people out for taking down their masks when tons of people, including myself, walked around without masks pretty much everywhere there, okay? I was doing interviews and taking selfies all day long without a mask on. But yet they kick certain people out like D.C. Drano, Rogan O'Hanley, who I believe, shout out to shout out to you, Rogan O'Hanley, and, and everything that you've been put, uh, put through and, and how they almost arrested you and trespassed you from the place, I believe there's more to it. I believe certain conservatives were targeted. That's what I believe because there was thousands of people walking around without masks who didn't get thrown out. Thousands. Okay. Um, but you know what? This is this is what the Dems do. This is remember how they always went to racist, racist, racist. Remember that? Now they go to cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. That's all they do. They just want you canceled. Un- uni- uniformity, not unity. Okay, I know a lot of people are asking in the comments, what is Q and what's Q about? I'm not going to get into that right now, but maybe some folks in here will help you with what Q is and what Q is about and what they're supposed to be. Because apparently Q just moved back the goalposts again. Now it's not March that President Trump is going to come and take back the presidency. Now it's April. Okay, Now it's April. Was March. March 4th, I believe. Now it's April. Move the goalposts again, right? I I never... I always wanted it to be true, but I never fell into that stuff. Not, not too deep, anyway. I keep my eye on it, but I just some of that stuff, I'm just like, come on, man. For real? Come on. All right. Gab. If you are part of Gab Social Media, by the way, which by the Well, we'll get through this first. Gab Social Media has been hacked. It has been hacked by the whistleblower site DDO Secrets. DDO Secrets. And they say they will selectively share... 70 gigabytes of encrypted passwords, private posts, and identities, and more. And they're going to share them with journalists, social scientists, and researchers. And this was actually acknowledged by Gab CEO Andrew Torba yesterday. Now, if you are on Gab, which I'm not, then you might want to, I don't know, I don't know what you could do at this point, because they've hacked your information, and they're going to selectively share your passwords, your private posts, your private um, information, and who you are to uh, journalists, social scientists, and researchers, basically to get you on a list, that same list that they've been working on, okay, so if you are on Gab, uh, please beware, please be careful, I'm not saying Gab is bad, listen, if things... If you're on the internet and things can be hacked, it will be hacked. Facebook is hacked every day. Banks are hacked every day. There's always going to be people out there working to hack a system, working to hack a social media, hack parlor. They'll probably start hacking Freedom once Freedom app comes out, which, by the way, I believe the Android app might be dropping today. I don't know. But the, 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 the point is, ladies and gentlemen, is that doesn't make Gab bad, but you should be aware that your information was hacked, and they're going to be using that and probably selling it to the highest bidders. Okay? So just so you know. And their CEO acknowledged that it happened. All right. Moving on. You guys know Peter Navarro from the Navarro Report. He's been a spear. He's been at the tip of the spear on exposing what happened in 2020 and trying to hold people accountable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, John, Sullivan, or John Solomon... Finally put out some findings uh, that at least three indictments for sure will be happening as a result of Spygate, as a result of Crossfire Hurricane, as a result of them spying on the Trump campaign and unmasking people and illegally spying on Trump aides and Trump campaign people. Peter Navarro came out yesterday and said that at least three indictments will be happening for sure. And that is from a new report and findings put out by John Solomon. The FBI will start paying the price, ladies and gentlemen, they were once the most revered, most most esteemed organizations in the world, and they how far they have fallen. How far they have fallen. The crossfire uh, hurricane investigation was highly illegal, and the Justice Department didn't do anything about it as well, and we're finally going to start seeing some justice being served. It may not be to the extent that you want it served. It may not be the, to the extent as I want it served. I'm talking about all the way up to Barack Hussein Obama, But the fact of the matter is, we're finally going to get three indictments. And this is exactly what's happening in Texas. You start small and work your way up. It will take years. Ladies and gentlemen, it will take years. But I want to to, to talk about something that's not on my list here. It's not on my bullet points here, okay? Do you remember when President Trump was running for president in 2016? And he didn't have Air Force One yet, so he was flying on his private jet, his Trump jet. And people were calling it Trump Force One. Do you remember the excitement that you would feel when you would see, when you'd be like at a rally at an airport hangar, and Trump would fly in with Trump Force One, and that he would get out of his plane, and he would give a speech, and he was fired up? This is where I believe, okay, we're going to we're gonna talk about two things here. Yesterday's speech should not have been a teleprompter speech. Was it an amazing speech? Yes. Was it a great speech that gave me goosebumps and got me happy to hear President Trump talk again? Yes. 100%. Was it President Trump, though? Was it off the cuff like he did when he flew in on his, on, his, on his jet and he stepped out and he just started going, you know, going in on everyone? That's what I was hoping to see yesterday. I was hoping to see Trump in Trump fashion. Trump from his gut. Trump from his soul. Let the Holy Spirit work through you, my man. That's what I was hoping to see a little bit more of. And we got pockets of it yesterday. But I think, again, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, he spoke on policy instead of, instead of really touching with his base, touching with Trump supporters. But let me just paint a picture for you here real quick, okay? You ready for this? Let me paint a picture here, okay? Somebody said, could you talk for 90 minutes without notes? No, uh, I could I could with bull, just bullet points. Yeah, I could do it for four, five hours with just bullet points. That's what I do every day when I do a show. That's what President Trump does when he's on the campaign trail, but let me paint you a picture real quick here. Twenty twenty two through twenty twenty four, Trump's on the campaign trail, okay, probably with Ron DeSantis, but he starts he's going to start using his private jets again. You start seeing that reminiscent familiar, familiarity of President Trump coming into a rally on his Trump jet. This time it's not. I wonder if he can win. I wonder if he can. Uh, help get America right on the on the right track again. I wonder if he can tra- drain the swamp like he truly says he can. Now it's we know what he's capable of. Now it's there's no wonder in our brains whatsoever. There's no there's no uh there's no thought that he can't do the job. We know how well he can do the job. Now he starts coming to all those states and all those cities that he did in 2016, the same way he did before, with his Trump Force One, with beautiful music playing, and him speaking off the cuff on how he's going to save America. This time, he does get daily intel. This time he does get all the classified information that he didn't have before. This time he knows exactly who to target. He knows how to target them. He's fighting the swamp from outside the swamp rather than inside the swamp. And he's got the full support plus many million more than he had in 2016. Plus all the people who are seeing what bad job Biden is doing. And they were on the cuff and now they're going to move over to President Trump. 2024 Trump will be much bigger. Will be much stronger. There'll be so much more attention to detail from state legislator legislatures on the laws that they are supposed to make sure that they make and and uh and hold people accountable for following in their states it's going to be bigger and better than it was in 2016 it doesn't feel that way right now but as long as i keep doing this on 20 in 2024 i hope that i can sit here and go see what i'm talking about See what I mean? That's what I see coming. And this is just from me talking to people down there, what I do every day, the research, listening to President Trump's speech very carefully. I think, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see when he says the best is yet to come, he's not lying. He's not lying. The best is truly yet to come. And I can't wait to start getting uh, going to these campaign rallies again. And this time, I'll be going to campaign rally, rallies as media. This time, I'll be there with right-side broadcasting. That Speaking of right-side broadcasting, I had an amazing interview with Brian from Right Side Broadcasting, the lead host that you always see at Trump rallies. I had an amazing interview with him that I'm going to put in that video that I put together for you guys of all the interviews that I had down there. You're going to love it. But I'm going to be at these campaign rallies this time, not as a fan, but maybe even even as a performer, but definitely as media to a lot of them. And maybe, just maybe, the Save America Freedom Tour bus that's going to be coming to a city near you very soon, starting in Pennsylvania in March, just maybe we'll be on that bus going around hitting some of these things. So ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank you so very much tonight. I'll be doing my live from America, but then I'm going right to speak at Faith River Church, which I will also do live right here on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to be doing tonight's live at 5 and then scooting right to Faith River Church. I will be speaking from the pulpit again about my experience on in January 6th. Some very, very, very wonderful godly experiences that happened down there, and my experiences um, at CPAC from a, from a Christian point of view. And I can't wait. I'm honored to be there tonight. So please check that out as well. Make sure, uh, got new gear. As you can see, Armor of God gear uh, at the store. So check out jeremyherald.com for that. Sign up for the newsletter. And if you can become a monthly donor or a one time donor, this is all, all viewer funded. Just like RSBN. And just like President Trump's first campaign, he took no big donations from anybody. It was all small donations that got him over the line. That's how we got to work together. Thank you guys so very much for your support. Thank you for following. Thank you for sharing. Make sure you like this video. Click the little thumbs up button. Uh, Subscribe and copy the link and send it to your friends via text or share it over on Facebook as well. All right? Remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back, your chest out, and your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. God bless you. Thank you. And I'll see you tonight for Live at Five with Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Have a great afternoon, everybody. God bless. Rebirth of America Been a long time coming And we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm ble- And that we first in America